you can buy a ticket to this circus just as long as I'm not the only clown. <laughs> I'm on a three-week vacay from the world, but I pulled an audible for my fave Andy's girl. Yeah! <laughs> it was like a little bit of a rhyme. Ooh, I just got shivers from the rhyming potential. <laughs> you guys, we got to yesterday and I immediately said when can you record can it be literally now number three I just discovered today's guest hasn't seen a certain post on social media that just led to me being blocked by Lisa Rinna mere minutes ago mm. so um we're gonna have to there's gonna be a lot going on. I just wanna buckle up, y'all. I mean, you know, it's just this is gonna be a wild adventure and I'm here for it. It's Andy's Girls. It's episode 323, and I'm so excited to be joined by a return guest, one of my favorite people and Bravo Holics. You know her as co-host of Daily Blast Live and host of Come Back with Erica Cobb, a podcast and social media show available on Ebony Podcast Network. Welcome back to Andy's Girls, Erica Cobb. Erica Cobb, how are you? Same. I am so happy to be here. Girl, let me just oh tell God. you. Oh uh, can I give you a little inside scoop on me DMing you last night? Because it was like yeah, late at night. Yeah, okay. 100%. And then I want to hear about your vacay because you've like literally just been on a dream vacation. So oh my gosh. It. Okay. Okay. So I have, um, I've been on a three week hiatus. So I haven't been doing anything. This is the only thing that wow. I've done. <laughs> okay. So last night I'm watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. As one does on a three week vacation. Oh you my gosh. You must make time for BH. Yes. Of course. So I'm sitting there and keep in mind. So I had to have gum surgery earlier this week. So oh. I've been like, really like nursing this situation. And then, um, yesterday I was driving my tire blew out on the highway. My husband and I leave the car there. Well, I left the car there. My husband comes to pick me up. So I drop him off in his car and then go to where I need to go. Wouldn't you know, when we came back to meet up with AAA, uh, I got into a three car collision <gasps> in his no. brand new car. He has had this car for less than a month. OK, no, so I was not having day, the best day. day. So when I was DMing you, not only was I watching Beverly Hills, but I was also about three to four glasses of wine. <laughs> God. into the situation so you were probably like who is this crazy woman but I don't even care <laughs> I mean no I was literally like how soon can you come <laughs> <laughs> if that gives you a little insight into me um wait so how are how are you number one how are you feeling I'm I'm fine um the woman that I ran into is fine uh the people in front everybody walked away Thank we God. got really really lucky but uh, the brakes literally failed like I can't describe it any other way so it was the craziest thing I've never ended up in someone's trunk before <gasps> yeah yeah it was not great but hey I you know what whatever power Seat whoever belts. you believe in is yeah. really good and was with me so I'm very grateful to be here right now was it your husband's new car whose brand new car failed? yes yeah and I googled it and this has been happening so yeah yeah was it a Tesla 
No, it's not a Tesla. Okay, because I always think of those cars. I don't yeah. know anything about cars, guys, so truly ignore, disregard. I live in New York City specifically because I'm not a good driver <laughs> and I once hit a cat. Like, I cannot be trusted on the road. But, like, I heard, like, Teslas seem to, like, have a literal mind of their own sometimes with the stopping and whatnot. Yo, this one totally did. I It was just the craziest situation, but who knows? Who knows? And so there were three cars. Were you in the back and then two cars in front of you or were you right. in the middle? Yeah. Okay. So I hit the brakes and it continued to coast. And it was really <gasps> strange because it has like I have an older version like of the same vehicle and it's like a, a bigger vehicle. So um, I was like, I hit it. And it's weird because there's like actual cameras that generally stop you. Like if a <sighs> rabbit shows up in someone's yard, it'll stop. So the fact that it didn't stop at all and it didn't stop until I hit her um, was pretty crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, I'm so glad that you're okay. I'm so glad Thank that the other you. passengers were okay. I would hope that the car company would be like, oh my God, again, like that they'll yeah. take care of whatever. And maybe we get a different car, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 maybe this will make us not this brand family. I'm not going to even yeah. say it because I don't want to get don't, sued. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. Oh my God. And, but, and on a, and a, a lighter, more positive note, you did just have this fabulous vacay. Where did you go? You and the fam? Yeah. Um, so my sister and I and my, uh, mom and or our mom and dad, we went to Belize. So, um, there's a place called Placencia. It's an island. Ooh. And it was like a 30 minute hopper from Belize city. And my mom, my little sister decided she always goes away on her birthday and she generally goes by herself. She's the youngest. So she does things like that. And okay. uh, she, Love. she said she was going and my mom's like, Oh, I'll go with you. And then my dad's like, well, you're going to leave me. And then I, she looked at me and I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go. Cause I know that's going to be bananas to travel with mom and dad. So my mom was like, Oh, I found the perfect place. I saw it on the prices. Right. So we stayed, <gasps> <laughs> we stayed at this resort. Um, and it was amazing. The, I mean, Belize is amazing. The people were so awesome. Um, they helped me plan this boat party for my little sister and like got everything chartered and got her a Kanye cake because she's from we're from Chicago. Aww. She grew up on Kanye. So they played all this stuff for her. And it was just amazing. It was so awesome. And I was just really grateful to be able to do that with our parents. That's incredible. And also it does kind of like beg the question, like, does the price is right truly act as an advertising marketing oh, yeah. vehicle especially when it comes to those showcases where it's like here's a vacuum like you don't know if people are actually gonna buy because it does act as a literal ad for this thing yep i yeah. mean that's so interesting that that worked out they mm -hmm. really price is right an influencer love <laughs> to see it i'm into it so listen a lot has happened as you are well aware Ooh, even child. throughout your dream vacation and some stuff that apparently you hadn't had the pleasure to see on social. A apparently not. Um, so <laughs> where to begin? Um, <laughs> Garcelle went on Watch What Happens last night. Yes. With Z-Way. Mm -hmm. Andy asked her 
about her reactions mm-hmm. to some people, places, and things. Yes. Relating to Beverly Hills. And she said, among other things, that Diana Jenkins was uneducated. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, I thought was generous. Yeah, I, I, generous is an amazing word, yes. And Diana took to Instagram today. Uh-huh. To post a response. Yes. Um, it says the following. This is what I believe you have not yet seen. Oh, God. Get ready. You're going to have... I mean, genuinely, you're going to have some thoughts. It was really tough. Uh, Dear Garcelle, next time you go on national television, why don't you educate viewers on how many times I went to Haiti, your home country? Why don't you tell them how many planes full of first aid and medical supplies I sent to Haiti? Why don't you tell viewers how many millions of my dollars I have given to your country? A woman from Bosnia did that. Also, you could have mentioned all the money I have given and everything I have done for woman rights in Congo and other 100% black communities. You are very familiar with all the work I have done for human rights all around globe. And the caption is, P.S. Crystal is not a liar. It was liked by Rob Minkoff. Erica. Um, Crystal commented because someone said she's not a liar and she was like, thank you, I know, or something like that. She said, love you, babes, and nope, I'm not, to someone who commented in support of Crystal. And Lisa Rinna commented on the post and said, when you have hashtag receipts, you show them with the emoji of a person shrugging. And that happened on social today. Um, okay. Okay. Um, okay. Hmm. Ooh, this is real tough. Tough. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking your word. It, it, this is tough. Um, so, so many thoughts. Uh, first of all, that's interesting that Diana Jenkins is showing receipts of her charity work when she was the one that said that it was distasteful for Sutton and Renna to be having that conversation about the Elton John charity. Uh, Secondly, I think by stating all of the things that she is talking about, and those are all very noble efforts, whether they're done because she's just a generous person or if they're done because she is a person who needs to do certain things in order to make themselves feel better about themselves, neither here nor there. It was received by people who needed it, and I'm not going to crap on that. However, we are getting into very dangerous territory, and she is the one who's solely responsible for bringing it there. Because now you've taken a storyline situation that could live 100% just on Beverly Hills. It could be 100% a part of a storyline that we're all following, and now you're going to personally go after Garcelle on something that has nothing to do with the storyline at hand. When that happens, people are going to have reactions that are going to be so polarizing that it could kill a show. I think 
what should have been done was Garcelle was responding to the show. I think you keep it in the show because by bringing it out and saying all of these things about her home country, first of all, just those statements alone is giving very much white savior. Mm -hmm. I don't like it. I don't like it. Like it wasn't even that deep. So why are we going there? What are your thoughts? I mean, Garcelle, it's already no longer about the show because part of Garcelle's response was responding to earlier racially insensitive comments that Diana had leveraged against a different black woman. So, but she was uh, asked, but she was, oh, yeah. Yeah. Diana started this (laughs) 100%. She just seems to have a very specific kind of anger that isn't translating well for a woman who has a lot to say about clumsy words. I mean, at the end of the day, what's worse to make an innocuous half-assed joke about baking, bacon, eating vegetarians or this stuff. Right. Right. And I think the fact that what here, (laughs) here, this is so ironic. I like, I'm still processing in real time. This I can't believe like, you haven't seen it. I literally I can't believe you hadn't seen no, it. No, I told you I was getting my face lasered off earlier today. I had a lot of stuff going on. Uh, like, <laughs> I, you know, oh, okay. This really bugs me. Um, you know, obviously I'm a black woman, not obviously because we're on a podcast. So for those of you who don't know, I'm a black woman from the West side of Chicago, y'all. Um, <laughs> I do not feel comfortable with people who do things for whatever community you are supporting in the moment. And then when something comes to you, you're like, well, I can't be that person because I threw money behind this, or I showed up to that, or, you know what? I had four black people come to my house last year. Like I don't do that ish. Like that's not, don't, don't do it at all if that's really what it's going to come down to. But when she made that comment about it must be hard to be a black creator, F yeah, as one, it is really hard. And if it was about the darkness in terms of when she said that black, why did you capitalize the B, bitch? Why did you capitalize the B? Like that was very intentional. And I don't feel comfortable at all with her positioning on the show. It seems as though she has gone after Garcelle completely unnecessarily over one stinking word, the word rude. She could have called you everything but the child of God, but you got upset and went after her after the word rude. That tells me that there's something more deeply seated. Another thing is it made me really uncomfortable that at Garcelle's party, which keep in mind, Garcelle is one of the top tier housewives who's able to bring people who are notable in the now. who are willing to film of any of the other, like of all the franchises. Garcelle is a moment. So the idea that she would be at Garcelle's birthday party and make a comment about putting her purse in the car. That was a tough moment. I was like, yo, yo. Would she have said that at Kyle's party? Would she have said that at Renna's party? Would she have said that at anybody else's party? I mean, something tells me that Diana would love to attend a white party, albeit <laughs> Kyle's or 
Girl. <laughs> another another similarity altogether. Um yeah, it's interesting how a person can be uncomfortable or angry and like watching how the anger comes into play. Oh yeah. It's like why is Garcelle's voice the voice that's most bothersome? Like right. this is just why is that? Ma'am. Another thing about it is like, she's very much like, obviously Diana is defined by her wealth because she ain't got anything else going on. Like, like literally nothing. (laughs) Like She's bringing nothing. The first time she brought something to the table, it was this, it was pure ratchet, like, and miscalculated by the way, completely. Like she did not have to bring a full Uzi to a, a spoon fight. Like, it wasn't even that serious. None of it was that serious. So the idea that she's doing all of this and it's all about the Garcelle thing, it's like, I think this, honestly, it's triggering to me as a Black woman because I get a lot of people who will walk into my spaces or I'm walking into their space or whatever, and it's this, who do you think you are? Like, because I show up present, I show up with confidence, I show the F up, okay? Garcelle is a muse for that, for women like me, because she has managed to have longevity in Hollywood for over two decades. And also keep in mind this, the whole Birkin thing, which was a little, to me, it got to me too, because they were like, you know, the first Birkin, first Birkin, whatever, she had never had that. How much does that say about the disparities in our world, but specifically in Hollywood for this situation that Garcelle has been a working actress for 20 years and she hasn't felt comfortable financially to buy herself a Birkin, something that most of these women have like 20 of. Who, what other actress or entertainer or whatever that's not of color is thinking about that after 20 years? Like that's a statement in itself. So I am like, girl, I told you last night, I told you last night (laughs) he did because it's not even covert racism. It's really overt. Yeah. And it's like, I, I just can't stop thinking about how the idea of calling someone uneducated is like the largest gift of grace because what Garcelle was talking about was the show but also really that earlier social media post Mm -hmm. and to double down on it in such a way showing your ignorance and anger and ability to try to like shame someone Mm -hmm. for not being grateful for your financial support that they themselves didn't ask for but to like say repeatedly like you know I did this so either you owe me or you should no longer speak you should be silent on anything I do it's asking for an awful lot it's like the privilege of expectation in sort of trying to shame someone in silence with the expectation of like, you know who I am. 
I am educated because to me, the idea of education or ignorance or whatever has nothing to do with wealth. And so because I have money and access that makes me a good person, I am it is impossible in any way to criticize me, which just going off again of her history on social in the last couple of weeks, it doesn't make any sense. And I also think like the idea of saying that there is a moral high ground to having that kind of wealth, knowing as Bravo Historian referenced on social earlier, what Jeffrey Epstein did with his mm-hmm. donations, knowing what the Sackler family did with theirs. Mm-hmm. They've done so much good work that people feel nauseous when walking by museum entrances and exhibit wings that carry their name because there was a real cost to right. that generosity. So to start from the position of because I made major gifts, I am a good person, like adding that morality clause, Mm -hmm. which also makes me wonder, Okay, so do people who don't have millions of dollars to donate, are those bad people? Like, should those people be judged more harshly because they just didn't have access to the kind of marriage that you had, Mm. which carried with it, obviously, a lot of financial power? which a lot of these women are buying into, like it shows the the real underlying darkness that is mm-hmm. Beverly Hills because Crystal seems to be very focused on the caption, which was in support of her, which mm-hmm. I want to get your thoughts on. Lisa Rinna commented the hashtag receipts thing and then followed up with an Instagram story um, that I thought was interesting where she said, We fight on our show. If we fight with Garcelle, we are all of a sudden called a racist. Mm. That's bullshit. I will not accept that. I will express myself when and how I want, and I am not afraid of any of you hoes, which is because a lot of people immediately commented on Rinna's approval on that post and also Mm. just on the post in general, referencing a white savior complex Mm -hmm. idea. And it's execution. And that was Rena's response. Well, let's be very clear. I think uh, when it comes to Lisa Renna, I'm not really expecting um, flexibility of thought there. Um, <laughs> I'm not. Talk about a generous response. My I'm, God, that's I mean, got to be a write off. Wow, yeah. what a donation. Like wow 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 wow. I mean, really, we we've seen so many examples. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> flexibility of thought. Oh god, well, it's true, right, it's our girl? True. I'm here for it. Keep but going. But you also have to consider this is very interesting because, first of all, Diana may not. I think Diana's extremely tone deaf. That's one of her bigger issues 100%. um but she also was savvy enough to loop crystal into mm-hmm. that post right she because was. had she not done that then there would have been more for people to either go after her for or it would have been all about her but by putting that nugget about crystal in there then rob likes the post which i understand rob standing for his wife 
actually last night I was like, that was the first time I understood Rob and Crystal, like showing that family aspect of them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, Rob's the man, like seeing him at the, um, on the, at the party and stuff. So that was a sharp decline for Rob for me. Uh, Cause I was like a Rob stand last night. And now I'm like, I love, I know I love Rob. He's like, and in real life, he is so, in, he's incredibly dynamic, but what he, the fuck? I was like, what the fuck? I was like, dang, Rob is the man. And he, you know what? He still, he has to defend his wife. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I would have done it. I think I would have separated the two because there's a lot there and it's not a great look for Diana. So anybody who's liking it, you would think the like would be the totality of the post, not picking and choosing what they're Mm -hmm. liking. Um, And that's a, that it's a damning I think it's a damning post because I think we've seen enough and we're going to continue to see more that's going to kind of cement this idea of who Diana Jenkins is. And I don't think it's going to be um, her winning an NAACP award, you know? So it's like for that, I'm like, okay, I understand Rob standing for his wife. Renna is a non-factor in this because she's just going to go like Renna's going to go wherever the fame, the money, wherever the right. status is. That's yeah, where, where the that's, access is to the wealth right. that she would love to have. Yeah. Like that's her love like language mm-hmm. or whatever. Like that's yeah, what no, she 100% does. is access to power. 100%. Right. But also it's interesting because clearly Renna and Crystal had this relationship with Diana before Diana came on the show couple of questions so room 23 rena oh no it's already okay keep going i'm just wondering i'm just wondering okay so room 23 rena was already in but also this is interesting because remember two truths and a lie in tahoe i believe it was if you guys saw the fucking look on erica cobb's face right now (laughs) The cat that got the canary. I can, I, yeah, keep going, keep going. No, I mean, this is all Cobb conspiracy. Cobb conspiracy hashtag based on Cobb, nothing. Hashtag Cobb conspiracy. Yeah. I'm <laughs> based on nothing but I'm my gonna opinion. I'm going to tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> Observations. And remember, Crystal said that she used to answer phones for an escort service. And she was asked to be an escort and she said no. And so I'm just wondering, like, it no. feels like, and I'm not like, I'm not accusing Crystal. Cause I think Crystal, Crystal's an interesting person to me, like for a lot of different ways, a lot of different things. Like I go back and forth with Crystal as a character. Um, but it's just interesting to me that the three of them seem to have this backstory that we don't quite, we're not quite privy to. And I don't think in any way that there is a connection between Crystal's job answering phones and Diana's epic tome. (laughs) But I will say that I had given Diana a lot of grace because I just thought the rumors were so fucking insane. Mm -hmm. But the more I see the fucking cover of that book, Mm -hmm. the more I'm like, this doesn't make sense. And like, I don't know that I believe it was just this. It feels like there was a. I get it. If you're if if there was nothing but a way to you know perform sensuality and you wanted to do this with famous people and maybe this was like your route into 
access to stars or what whatever it was and this was your thing I don't get why the book and then people are are attaching accusations to it I get you like not wanting the book to exist anymore but like I do think that there's something unanswered here girl and the more (laughs) shut the fuck up and the more that we like get to understand Diana the more I'm like my god if there was ever a woman who was not should not be afforded grace I I mean I I don't know I don't know Mm. I'm not sure I don't know I don't I don't know I I really genuinely like quite literally don't know Mm -hmm. I could not know less about this situation but I do also think like something is she has so much money Mm -hmm. and there's so much darkness behind people with that kind of access Mm -hmm. to that kind of wealth and power who want to maintain it or develop it with other streams of income. I will tell you this, knowing nothing myself, but I have, my mother always says, if you live long enough, you're going to see some things. Mm. (laughs) And I'm like, yes, literally. Okay. (laughs) Um, But um, I, there is, some obviously something is there but I remember um I came of age in the Chicago nightclub scene and this was in the early 2000s and I remember speaking to someone very like Diana wealthy okay and he said to me and I'll never ever forget this because I was so naive I'm like 21 years old I'm a bartender And he just casually said, like, you don't get to be me without having some bodies underneath you. And at the time, at the time, I thought that he was referring to having sex with women. And as I get older, I'm like, I think those bodies can come in a lot of different ways. I And I believe it. I believe it. Like, either bodies as in like people actually dying or bodies as in you use people as product like in this way so somewhere somebody's getting hoed out somewhere is essentially what I'm saying and also I can't stop thinking about the fact that like while I don't begrudge or genuinely wouldn't want to minimize Diana's story as a refugee which is a story we have heard from like so few housewives right I do also think like and also she had every right to whatever cut of the money that she got and like could use to them for having such seemingly a friendly divorce but also like you got this in a divorce settlement I don't know why you seem to think you should be treated like a deity because you just had an incredibly successful divorce like why you think that these funds which were a part of a divorce settlement give you the right to a higher sense of moral character than a woman who as you said has had a career in Hollywood for over 20 years is a single parent 
just bought her second home, which she's like rebuilding from the ground up. Mm -hmm. Why that makes you think you are morally superior to her when to you moral superiority is all about wealth. Like, I don't get that. I don't understand it. it, Obviously, wealth is at the is at the foundation of it. Right. But I think that watching her, it's very clear that value is based on people based on other factors than wealth. So it's also about like, look at who she like Sutton on the plane type thing. Like Sutton isn't a value to her because Sutton doesn't fit into the mold of who is considered valuable. Like when Dorit said to Sutton, when I asked her, she just said, sit wherever you want. And I was thinking like, of course, Dorit, you look like a Barbie. You, you know, have all of the things. Like if you look at who she talks about surrounding herself with, there are people who on the outside have all the things. So even though Sutton's very wealthy, Sutton's not going to be able to be manipulated the way that the others are because Mm. she when she said like people didn't give Sutton enough credit for when she broke down and said like I could get my own plane like yeah bitch you can like she doesn't have any value to Sutton because Sutton can't bring any value to her to her the other women are happy to kiss her ass because she's so rich Garcelle's not one of them Sutton's not one of them So now they're, and that's perplexing for someone who's used to constantly getting their ass kissed because they're able to do so much, but not all of us value what you're giving. And then this goes into like the idea of value within the construct and then beyond the construct of being on BH in the sense of like these women look seemingly look at Diana as much more valuable to be aligned with and be a friend with, not because of what she's doing on the show, which is like arguably, you know, kind of a mess but because of who she is in the world outside of it but what happens when the women you're leveraging your friendship with her off camera to defend her against are actually more valuable on the show like which value is more important here diana who exists at the top of the food chain when it comes to money in la and all of the power that that brings the elton john aids foundation and everything else she's the woman who doesn't attend the gala she underwrites it how does that work when she's less valuable on beverly hills than garcelle and sutton sutton who can buy a Ten or fifty thousand dollar table, however much that table was, but she's not underwriting the entirety of it, and she doesn't have necessarily a name outside of the show in the way that Diana does. Mm-hmm. But she's more valuable to the show than Diana is. Right. I that is that goes back to my the biggest question that I have of them all is what was her end game, Diana's end game, by coming on this cast, like. What, what, I don't know. It's like, I think, I I don't know what she, why? Like, if you had that type of money, would you do it? I mean, this is the thing. I recorded this, like, extra in all the 
ways uses of the word Patreon right after soon after responding to Lisa Rinna, who very quickly blocked me um, <laughs> on Instagram with her response um, to uh, being held accountable for commenting in favor of Diana's post. And I got into this on the episode because I just couldn't stop thinking of Adrian Maloof and Camille Grammer at the time. And then from a personality perspective, Kelly Ben Simone, not not necessarily financially, but yeah, maybe financially, too, in the sense of like you have all of these things, you have access and money and resources, but you don't have this very specific kind of fame which could be valuable currency or alienate you from some of your friends. But also these days is pretty valuable currency to be the friend in the friend circle who either has the most money already or maybe is near the top and is also famous on TV. When you're going to your lady lunches and regardless of whomever picks up the check, one of you is being stopped and asked for selfies. And it's probably not the woman who's got billions of dollars and is a private, a relatively private person aside from her status in society. It's going to be the woman that people see every week on TV. Yeah. Um, no, that you're, <laughs> I was just thinking um, I was doing a little, um, a little self check because uh, I realized my blind spot on that as well. Um, I, because, well, I don't think of it that way. Okay. I think I understand that that is it, but I was just like, as you were saying that when I was, uh, well, first of all, like my entire adult life, I've like either been on radio or been on mm -hmm. television. Um, that's just been my job. Mm -hmm. And I call it that because it's legit my job. <laughs> like, 100% it is. 100% like, it is. I don't think of it as anything else. Plus I'm not like a household name, so it's a lot different. But I do remember uh, when I was on radio in Chicago and I worked with two guys who um, were very successful, like they'll be inducted in like, you know, the Radio Hall of Fame type thing. Wow. So, you know, like they 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 did some things. They did some things. Um, but I remember one of my hosts, uh, co-hosts saying that he's like, no matter how successful these guys on Rush Street, which is like the Viagra Triangle in Chicago, uh, <laughs> With all the very wealthy older men and the, you know, Linkin Park Trixie girls. Um, and he's like, it doesn't matter how much wealth they have. If people don't know who they are and what they do, they're always striving for something else. And I always thought it was so odd because mm -hmm. when I first started in radio, I was making not much, could barely, you know, make my rent. But all of these like very prestigious like doctors and lawyers and politicians and you know local athletes would always like invite me to things and I was just like oh that's nice they like me and then <laughs> it became very clear that it was like I had the one thing that they didn't have although I couldn't pay my rent doing it so it was all a farce anyway <laughs> but that does that does make sense and that's very true but I think um, she clearly didn't watch the show or understand what the climate is happening in the Bravo sphere because the way that she's playing this makes it very perplexing as to why she would have made this decision. And yet the like sad underbelly is, is she making a bad move? Erica is going to, uh, seems to, Erica liked the post Crystal commented on it in no way, holding her accountable for the, you know, like, did not address the actual um the actual post itself 
Rinna doubled down on how much she supported it, both in her comments and her stories. It's like, how is the climate going to affect this? And if I was Crystal, like what happens when this is your only major ally on the show? Mm. When you've had three housewives, three housewives, Garcelle, Kyle, and Dorit use various language to say that when you went on Watch What Happens and said, there's another story here about the um, quote unquote very dark and problematic stuff that, uh, what's her face? I've just already forgotten her name. Um, Sutton had said, concept by Sutton, the Sutton concept, when you're saying that something else happened and three major players on BH are saying that you're lying, and this is the person who's defending you. Mm. What do you do with that? Well, I think it explains the 14 friends. Because <laughs> mm. I I don't think that I Crystal doesn't come off to me and maybe I'm being naive about it, but she doesn't come off to me as super calculated, at least not in this realm. I think this is a little. I I, I think that she doesn't necessarily she just wants to be where people like her and when you do that you're playing both sides there's like a disloyalty to that so I wonder if the 14 friends story which I was like you know at the time I wasn't even really trying to defend Crystal but I had to defend Crystal because I'm like first of all you get a story like that and it's like 14 friends really at our big ages so 14 people came up to you and said, watch out for Crystal because this is what she's like. Likely it was one or two people who were like, how dare she get this opportunity? And then, well, 14 of us don't even talk to her. Like 14 of you came together and had a conversation at y'all's big ass age and talked about how you were excommunicating Crystal. I don't have, maybe because I don't have 14 friends. That's a lot of people, okay? That's a lot of people. Yeah, a, that's a healthy size Zoom, whatever meeting took place. <laughs> it, and it, I absolutely think, as you said, it's I think it's whatever happened or didn't happen, one could argue is probably uh, applicable to the fact that she joined Housewives. It does right. feel like there's like a little bit of a bitter Betty sense there. Oh, always. Like, I don't know that the people saying shit about Crystal wouldn't be saying the same fucking shit about Sutton behind her back. Like, I'm right. not sure if I was Sutton. And someone came to me with that, depending on the specifics, if there were any, which there might not have been, I would be like, cool. So you probably think the exact same thing about me. I've right. just been doing it longer. Exactly. And you don't know me like that. <laughs> I mean, for real, but also if you're Crystal, like, what do you do in this situation? We all wanted the dream team to work. It obviously didn't in real time, even though we're watching these women sort of bond on the show mm -hmm. I mean I, I don't know what position to be in you know like if I was her I, I would hope not to I don't know it's like I don't know it feels a little bit like Diana's trying to buy her alliance oh for sure but let's talk about motive really quickly because I think that has something to do with it as well because the motive when Kyle said Crystal wasn't, you know, being truthful or whatever. My, what I was reading her bottom line is don't go here because you see what happened to Roni. 
Like, I think Kyle has mm. constantly been, been trying to protect it from becoming a major race issue because there's precedence for what could happen should that go really far left. I think Garcelle's motive for saying that is that one, she truly doesn't believe that anything was said and anything happened, but she's really tight with Sutton. Mm -hmm. And I think in order to be that tight with someone who stands accused of something like that as a person of color, um, you have to believe in your heart of hearts that that is not your friend. So I think they're like between Kyle, Doree, and Doree obviously is going to fall lockstep with Kyle. Um, but the with Garcelle, it's a little different, but they're all saying the same thing. And it happens to be against Crystal. But also, Crystal just made a very, she was very clumsy with her words because she either needed to either say it completely full out or not say it at all. And the fact that she's continuing to go back and forth. So the question remains, does what she's claiming was said come out in the reunion? Because that's the only way to really absolve it and really absolve like Crystal from any stirring the pot. And that's not, that's more than stirring the pot. That's defamation if it's not true. Like you can't go around talking about people said something truly dark about race and racism and then just let it hang there what did I do that at yeah and Crystal wasn't on the I'm sorry Diana wasn't on the trip so like Diana saying Crystal's not a liar it's like right it shouldn't be either you're a liar or you're not I think it's like just you you said something very specific you it was relatively explicit on watch what happens that's just not going to lay there without being extrapolated in some way. Like there need you yourself said, there's another story here. We can't walk that back. I think that there was a lot of grace and understanding given to crystal that in many ways was deserved in the sense of like, she shouldn't be pushed to share something if it was triggering for her, but like you reopened that door. Right. And, Many people walk through it in the sense of like, what? Wait, so the thing that we're watching on TV is not factually or technically accurate. Like when we're watching you apologize and we're watching you, you know, at that moment, like you and Sutton both know in that moment that that's not real. Like what's then what's real here? And if you misstated something and didn't clarify it and have doubled down on it, like, mm -hmm clarify it at the reunion you know this is a different situation than it was before watch what happens I think changed a lot of stuff for a lot of people that's what Garcelle and Kyle and Dorit are focused on was that watch what happens response right right because I mean it does reopen it and then it also but the weird thing is too is that the speculation is all on like it went from being on Sutton to it's a hundred percent on crystal. And I'm wondering, like, I really, I'm, I'm so baffled by why Garcelle asked that question or accused her of mm -hmm. setting up Sutton essentially to begin with. Like, I want to know what the thought process was 
behind that? And if there was a thought process behind it, like, was it done intentionally or had she said that so many times to Sutton in private that she just said it to Crystal in a moment of like transparency and honesty and it opened up this huge can of worms. But I was, I will say as much as obviously I am a Garcelle stan, that mm -hmm. obviously, um, I was like, no, nah, girl, what? in the moment mm -hmm. I was like what you doing <laughs> like it just seemed like a no-win situation and when it first happened too I think I think Crystal is like I think Crystal is in a terrible position a hundred percent I do believe that the pool story at this moment, I do believe that the pool story was what she was talking about. And I could see her being like, well, that was dark. And also for a lot of people that was dark is a throwaway. Like I'll be like, well, that was a little dark, you know, like, but the way that these women held on to it and then Kyle making that statement about like her being a millennial, it, it really irritated me. Although I'm technically an elder millennial, if I'm even a millennial, but that irritated me. But it also made me feel like, well, yeah, what we're witnessing right now in real time is a generational divide because the way that uh, Kyle and Garcelle and, you know, like not being like they're older, but they are, you know, they're older than Crystal by what, 10, 15, some of them 15, 17 years. Cause Crystal's like what, 35 or something like that. I would say like around 10, 10 plus. 10 yeah. Plus. So like over 10, I mean, my sister is seven years younger than me and we think very differently about the world. So it's not exactly a reach to be like what Crystal considers to be something dark. Isn't going to be what Kyle considers to be something dark because we aren't looking at things through the same context because we weren't all like kicking it at, you know, the playground together and coming up through social media. Together. Like Crystal has lived in a completely digital world for the most part. We went from analog to digital. So that makes our perceptions of things different too. It's like, just a different experience. All those experiences aren't shared. Ciao, AGs. I am speaking to you right now from Rome, Italy, where I am having a little bit of a European adventure. While I love the city and have had so many unique experiences to historical sites, the Vatican, we went to the Pantheon earlier today, there was a little bit of a hiccup in the apartment that we're staying in. And while I really enjoyed getting to know Fabrizio, the owner of the flat, there was a little bit of a language barrier because I unfortunately do not speak any Italian, even though I have watched The Sopranos all the way through at least three times. And this is where Rosetta Stone comes in. What would have helped me enormously in traveling abroad would have been brushing up, also known as entirely learning, the language of Italian. It could have broken down barriers and conversation with Fabrizio. And I also think speaking the language of the place that you're in is a sign of respect to the locals. It's also the ability to fully immerse yourself in the experience. And me not knowing any Italian, apologies to my grandpa Reno, who did make pizza from scratch, it would have been an incredible and even more incredible memorable experience. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, that's right, 
German, Chinese, and even more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in so many ways. There are no English translations, so you can really learn, listen, and think in that language you want to learn. It's designed for long-term retention, which is especially helpful for me because while this is my first trip to Italy, I really truly hope it won't be my last. The lifetime membership that Rosetta Stone offers has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses that Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. Ciao. Hey, AGs. Are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Obvs. Introducing Home Threads, where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. Chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic non-stick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. Yeah, and I think it's a really valid point that she can just have a difference of opinion and at a certain point when it comes to how something lands and at a certain point the women's incapacity to respect that and to respect her voice and opinion is getting drowned out here because of that moment on Watch What Happens Live versus I think if there was a conversation about, you know, the entirety and the context of that dialogue based on what Listen, when someone loses your trust or respect or you feel like this isn't a safe space in, in able to like where you could be able to have a conversation, things that they la- say could land for you differently because of a well-deserved lack of trust or respect. Like if someone says something 
that has my like ears perked and then they say something else, it's going to be different than if I heard it from someone that I trust and respect. I'm not going to feel necessarily safe to receive that information and not to speak on behalf of Crystal, but like, and I wouldn't begrudge her for that. It's just, it's this really unfortunate, weird area now because of what she said on Watch What Happens and because of the other cast response. And because the only person speaking on her behalf is the woman talking about her donations to the Mm. Congo when telling Garcelle Mm. to shut the fuck up. Like, is that... I don't Mm. love this... I I don't... And I absolutely think, as you said, that, you know, the caption was from... Diana, incredibly strategic. I just don't love that Crystal potentially participated in it. Yeah. I just, but I, I also, I don't know what it would be like to be on an island by myself in the cast. I don't know. That it'd also be very kind of fucking scary, especially when you're looking to the reunion. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't, you, uh, this is so, um, it's pulling at me too, because I, something about, last night the whole like family scene with crystal and seeing her as a sister which i totally resonated with because that i love my brother i love my little brother. <laughs> you know like that type of thing mm. her with rob like it was such an endear like it really endeared her to me and i'm sure to a lot of other audience members so i was like really just like excited to see if this was like her coming out you know, type mm-hmm. party or whatever. Um, I want to see her win. Like, I really, I really, really do. Um, and I'm not sure, like, there's a, there's something about her where I'm like, girl, you seem a little lost, but like, you might, you, you, you got something here. Like, she's just so stinking cute. And she's like, she has a likability factor. I, you look at I mean, me like, I don't no, know. No, I think that she, I think she needs to want to win. And I think that she has a lot in common with Sutton in the sense that sometimes they're their own worst enemy. Like at Mm. a certain point there is, and I get this because I'm like this too. Like when I feel anxious or angry or something, I cry. That's like my reaction. And so I get that. Like, and I think they both display that as well when they feel so shut down because they're afraid of like letting the anger, whatever else bubble up. Often they will both cry seemingly as, Mm. as a viewer And it's just like, I think that she is, I do think that she is similar to Sutton in some ways in terms of like, or how Sutton maybe was in terms of like getting to the next step involves knowing that people are going to be mad at you if you speak your mind, but you might not get another chance to do it if you don't. You won't, I don't know about Crystal's security on the show if she doesn't vocalize how she feels, noting that I might not like the reaction, but I do want her to speak up. Mm. But like, what happens if that's not her instinct? Like her instinct is to stay quiet or cry, which I don't begrudge her for. I am a crier. Yeah. I, I cry more often when I'm angry than when I'm sad. I don't cry as often when I'm sad. I really don't. I cry out of frustration. Yeah. But that's often anger. It's like me trying to like say, my psychiatrist used to say this all the time to me and I would get so angry because she like, 
it's not like she would like laugh at me or anything, but she was like, why are we crying? Oh, gosh. She saw it as me being like, stop. I don't want to talk about this anymore. So I'm going to cry so that we don't have to talk. It's my body's defense mechanism yeah. because I don't feel safe talking about this subject anymore. So I am going to cry so that and it's not anything that I did to be manipulative or anything. It's just my body's reaction saying this needs to shut down. We're getting too close or I'm upset or whatever else. And so that's not me being judgmental or critical. I see a lot of myself in Crystal. I just wish that it feels like she's uncomfortable with being disliked, which like joined the entirety of the world. (laughs) Who's like, I want to be, I want to be. But like at a certain point, look around you. If the only person that's vocally on your side is Diana Mm. in the context of trying to shame Garcelle. I don't know that this is going to get you where you think it will. Well, she also didn't really have a choice in the matter because one of her show besties Mm. said that she lied. (laughs) So it was like Garcelle had just said that. Now Diana's defending or whatever she wants to call that post, uh, but then also roping in, you know, linking Crystal to that. Um, so it's like, okay, what does Crystal do at that point? Because Garcelle over here was supposed to be one of her allies and she straight up said that didn't happen and essentially called her, you know, said that she lied. Mm -hmm. So what do you do? Do you ignore the person who's like, she's not a liar, although I wasn't there and wasn't even on that season? (laughs) Like, I, I don't know. And what is this person's saying you're a good person and it's coming from Diana? Like, I would Mm. take that as an insult. If Diana was like, oh, my God, but Sarah is so great. I would be like, lose my name. (laughs) Send me the Chanel, but like lose my number. Because I I don't know. It doesn't. I would be like, like anybody else. Is there anybody else? Right. But the thing is, though, Crystal is invested in that relationship because she brought up to Rob in in last night's episode that she's like, yeah. you know how Diana is mm-hmm. like, you know how she gets or whatever. And he was like, oh, yeah. And then when her brother was like, I love Diana, it's like, do you know her? <laughs> like, oh, my God. It's like, no, but I want to. Um, so she's really Crystal is more. I don't know what how why. I don't know how I have my cops conspiracy theory, but I'm just saying there's a deeper relationship there. There's some bodies there. I mean, but also like the idea that she felt like Diana had a similar experience in Mexico that she had in Lake Tahoe. And I think she sees someone who maybe didn't do the best job at communicating how she felt or felt isolated. And there's a kinship there and feeling isolation there is. You're no, like, no, no, no. I'm I not mean, talking I think about. That there is. No, I, no, I'm, I'm. I just gave you a full like, yeah, girl. Know. Okay, first of all, this is all BS. This whole D- Diana is playing this role. This she came in. First of all, okay, Lord, Lord, I, I do not believe for a moment that this was not a calculated move, introducing herself on the show. Like she's completely. She's been very understated in her look her attire she became like you know very meek and quiet and like all these things 
I think last night has always been the real Diana. I think that she purposely came in looking like Dowdy McDowderson <laughs> and, and all like she was going to sneak in and be on. Oh, no, no, no. And now it's like claws. Like, I think this is all an act. I don't believe for a moment that Sutton actually made her cry. You don't go, you don't make a turn that rapidly. I'm sorry. I just don't believe it. I don't believe it. I think everything leading up to what happened last night was all orchestrated. Okay, I get that. But I do have to say two things, maybe. Okay. One is, I think Diana herself would say that. She's like, I'm tr like, I, the, you know, the use of like, I'm from Bosnia. I have anger. I do best when I'm mid yelling. I think Diana herself would admit that she has been holding back a part of what could be considered maybe like an aggressive personality or temperament that she is now more comfortable to release. So like, I don't think that that Diana trying to come across in a more diminutive way or something would be a surprise to Diana. Like, I, I don't think, I think she herself would be like, yes, I absolutely was trying to introduce myself to the group of women and try not to release what is most comfortable to me, right. which is like a giant fucking roar. Like, I don't think that's, but I do also think that if you're in a high stress situation of filming the show and you've never filmed before and Diana's probably someone who's very comfortable being able to dismiss people and walk away because she doesn't have to do anything that she doesn't want to. Right. And now she's in a position where she's being forced to interact with people who she maybe doesn't like, most especially Sutton. Like, that's literally what she quite literally signed up to do. I could see her getting upset in the sense of, like, this is just too much. And I don't want to take away from how she was doing hormonally or right. otherwise. No, I know that. You know, that's like, a, I think yeah. that there is, there is, I think that there is some element of truth there in her experience. Also noting that what she said in that text was like fucking wild and yeah. then to show up in full glam I do think that's like a question of like right. what just happened here you just listed this huge explanation sent it to a group text to fuck with Garcelle whose name you misspelled <laughs> I mean and now you're here where is what what changed because you right. went out of your way to say to the birthday girl so that you can't use my absence to fuck with me. I'm going to tell you what's going on with me medically and then show up. Like, I think that is, uh, I think a, a, a sort of understanding of <laughs> what's happening here is warranted, you know? Right. No, that was, that was bizarre. Uh, gifting the book was uh, a very bizarre power play. Extremely passive aggressive. Diana doesn't think she's passive aggressive, but she is. I thought that text was passive aggressive. Oh, it, that was aggressive, aggressive. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> like, that was aggressive. Was in the name of what it was. <laughs> it was that was aggressive, aggressive. Um, but I don't think here. I really do believe that she thinks that it's given something, but girl, it is not given what it was supposed to have gave because I, we are. I was thoroughly confused. I'm. I wanted to ask you, how did you feel about Kyle? physically holding Sutton down to continue to be abused by Diana at the party. Did you see that? 
I don't remember it, but I absolutely believe it. But I do remember Sutton saying repeatedly, I just wanted this to be a one-on-one. And Kyle absolutely just refused to listen and was like, cool. So about what you were saying, like, and then Garcelle sat down. Yeah, she, Kyle, or Sutton tried to get up a couple of times and Kyle actually physically touched her to make sure that she stayed in that area. And I was like, you can't just be making people like pushing people down or like she didn't push her. It wasn't like aggressive, but you know, yeah. like it was like a, no, you need to stay here. And like in that moment, I felt like Diana was being very verbally abusive for no real reason. Um, And Kyle was making it so that someone who was like the, you know, the recipient of it couldn't even stand up to like assert herself. I mean, not not great. I don't think anybody aside from Garcelle came out of this episode. And also, P.S., what Garcelle said on Watch What Happens when Andy or somebody had a question about, like, how did you feel about, you know, essentially Erica saying some stuff about your son and her response is like, it gets a lot worse, makes me feel so cringe for whatever happens next week. Oh. Yeah. Wait, yeah, with yeah, yeah. Erica? With I, I Erica missed that. And Garcelle's oldest son that like um she doesn't specifically call out Erica, but Erica was the most uh yeah. reactive about Garcelle's son and I just am like, ooh, I don't know that I want to see that next week. Not in the context of this. I don't oh. I don't there's only I mean, like how many layers of like awkward are we going to be going through? We P.S. We didn't even talk about Girls Trip, which oh. had like a prestige episode. And I wanted to talk to you about Dorinda. So you're going to come back literally because I can't we can't do it in five minutes. Like you're yeah. going to come back. <laughs> For a 1,700-hour girls trip episode because – and I'm going to talk about it on Patreon because holy fucking shit. Like, absolutely nutso. Nutso. Yeah, I'm enjoying this. I didn't didn't know if I would the first – or the first episode. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm getting into this. (laughs) I'm, I'm getting into this. All right. You got me. You got me. My God. Like, the way – oh, we'll talk about it a little. The way – that I felt for Tamra and honestly Vicky with what Dorinda was doing, which I was like, Ooh, this is like, we're getting into some like very bad areas here with what Dorinda is doing to these women and the way she's like twisting their reactions further against them. I don't know. It was tough. I I'll, I just want to put this little nugget about um, Ultimate Girls Trip. Um, Vicky, what the F? Seriously, girl, now you're just reassuring us that you your time is over. <laughs> like, you are just like, child, if we've had any empathy, sympathy, whatever for you before, if we thought that maybe you should come back, now it is a wrap. It is a full, uh, I, I'm just going to say it again, rap. <laughs> I couldn't even come up with anything. Wait else. a second. But, and while I totally get that, Dorinda's not the primary person on the line of, Dorinda was the aggressor throughout the entirety of the episode. The woman 
it's like tears are her favorite dessert. <laughs> she loves to make people cry. She finds joy in it. And then she pretends that she's crying so that she can act like she's crying to try to catch up before further destroying again. I know, but at least Dorinda's doing something. Vicky is like, oh my gosh. I was like, is she catatonic? What is going on? Like, she's just so bitter. It's like, it's, ah, uh, it's the worst. It's the worst. Like, girl, it is, it's over for, it's over. It is over. You thought that Vicky was more bitter than Dorinda on this episode? Dorinda's like liquid anger and hate. I know, but at least Dorinda is like participating. She's an act. I can take her and I don't love when she gets the slurry, drunky, yelly, like mean spirited yeah. thing. That's not my favorite Dorinda, but she's showing us other sides. We're getting like a little bit of everything. Yeah. We're getting hungover, angry, mean, bitter <laughs> Dorinda as well. And I love that. I love that journey for her. I think that's terrific. <laughs> Who doesn't want a brunch, angry, vile, terrifying, um, Lady of the Manor. <laughs> I still find Dorinda more interesting than Vicky. Oh, I 100% yeah. think she's more interesting. I just don't think she was the most bitter out of that episode. I think she was absolutely scary. Oh, I absolutely. was talking about like the whole thing wrapped together. Like the oh, first three. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, oh, no, I've been I looking just, at it yeah. as the first three is like Holistic. basically is, is like a movie. no I love that I love thinking about I mean what Andy called it a dark twisted fantasy or something like I'm into it but also like Dorinda has learned literally nothing yeah that is from New York and I think they actually rewarded her for her previous bad behavior by telling her she was gonna host this show what she did to Tamara in that fucking kitchen about the yogurt or the donuts or whatever inciting carb or protein, whatever dairy led to this moment. And then doing the thing that people who are very good at being manipulative do, which is to be like, oh, about this is so stupid. Like we shouldn't even, but you're the one who the, but then you're like, oh, this is so dumb there. Yeah. Like why would we even, but wait, you're the one who literally terrorized this woman and then continued it sort of through the course of the day. But then you're like, it's so stupid and small, but it was literally huge and magnified because of you. I don't, it it was so manipulative. I don't know. Well, but that's her whole game. Like that's how she plays the game, which is interesting that she was sidelined and she's continued to pick up the same like playbook so I mean I'm not I guess I'm just not as surprised I'm not surprised by Dorinda Mm -hmm. I'm surprised by Vicky Mm -hmm. like I just thought that she being the OG of the OC um would know how to play this better than she did as a whole. And maybe that'll change. Like it isn't a movie. I have to keep reminding myself of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe it'll change. Maybe she'll perk up at the end. <laughs> but right now I'm like, ugh, Ciao. 
I mean, I want to know, having now been able to witness what happened at that breakfast from hell, I want to know Eva's reaction to saying that Vicky was doing too much and standing in support of Dorinda. I want to know if that perspective from like the tea or whatever has changed now that she has been able to see what actually took place. I would love to hear Eva's thoughts. I, huh. Yeah, that, I don't, I feel like Eva is very ride or die. Like if you are like, that's one thing she's very, Eva's consistent. Mm -hmm. I feel, I feel like she's always been, Mm-hmm. pretty consistent mm-hmm. um and maybe I maybe you can come up with some some examples of her not being but I think I think whatever she said is what she's gonna stick to and then also she's a pro at reality television so it's like she can also lean on well you didn't see the full right you know yeah yeah I mean I don't begrudge her for it. and also if Dorinda's saying that Vicky was being uncool and we've seen no evidence to anything but the contrary wait no evidence to support anything of the contrary we've just experienced vicky as being really bitter really unhappy really annoyed throughout then i get being like vicky you're the problem here i just would love to know now that she's been able to watch this scene <laughs> while that argument is 100 percent valid just specific to the brunch pre-cardio nightmare I just want to know if in that moment her perspective changed at all not to say Vicky's not like completely doing a one-woman job of trying to like absolutely ruin this season I totally agree with that I just have to say in that moment I was like Dorinda you're doing way it's so uncomfortable because her anger is so pure she really does seem to get off on making people feel sad. She cannot, like once she hears something that she disagrees with and feels it's a personal attack, she's like, oh, this is a hundred percent war. I'm going to bomb the fuck out of your soul. I'm just going to, just because I had um, a little situation uh, where you have adults staying in the same house for multiple days. Okay. Okay. And um, I experienced this a few months ago. We were okay. celebrating a friend. I can't believe I'm even going to tell the story, but I'm going to tell the story because it is just so cray cray. Um, so <laughs> my uh, friend was celebrating a birthday. Okay. We're all in wine country. There's like 10 of us, like five couples. And um, all couples? Yes. Interesting. Uh, big home. And we all have our okay. spaces. And something was said on the first night that literally festered through two days of wine tours okay the third day it came out and exploded so epically and i was the recipient of it (gasps) (laughs) i was the recipient of it this girl got in my face i was (laughs) and so did her husband (gasps) oh my god oh my god i can't even believe i'm sharing this yes this she got in my face okay and it was all over uh she wasn't picked to be the godparent yep i said it so uh <laughs> and you were you were picked I, I to be was. the godparent so that was somehow your your fault right? so 3 days later it came out so all i'm saying is 
there is a possibility that you can be house for multiple days and something oh. like it just continues to pile on and pile on. Cause you know, I'm like, now I keep thinking like, I know that we were at like Farniente and I was having a glass of Chardonnay and she was just looking at me like that bitch. Look how she drinks her Chardonnay. She would never be a good mother. Should something happen to our mutual friend? Uh, yeah. <laughs> can't believe I'm telling this story. Yep, girl, it happened. Mm -hmm. So I think those things happen and you don't necessarily see the actual straw that breaks the camel's back. And and what happened at the word did the did the friend who had chosen you to be the godparent what was that friend on the trip as well did oh yeah we were all there yeah we were all there yeah in celebration so what did of the her. friend do how did how was it deescalated or uh, did it not? well when the eight of us left at the end of the trip <laughs> <laughs> oh no because the other couple <laughs> well no well I said, I said it started with ten. Right, and there I were know. five couples. So when us four couples left at the end of the trip. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. You see, I'm like twisting my hair, yeah, like just are. because I'm, I'm so I'm like, oh I'm god, what did I just do? But I don't even care. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, my favorite person is when someone my favorite moment is when someone's like, How dare you not invite me to do this thing? So I'm gonna prove to you why I wasn't chosen. <laughs> Which like, oh, babe. And I'll, I don't know. I'm Jewish. We don't have godparents. We have Hanukkah. But like, yeah. I don't. So like, that means I, I don't know. I don't I don't have a I would be like, cool. No further responsibility. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't ever want to be chosen to be a bridesmaid. I want to do a poem. I want to do a speech. I'd be happy to like yes. fucking lead a ceremony. Die for it. Die for a monologue. Die for a moment. Die for, you know, some jokes, some whatever, bringing people together. <laughs> but I don't need any responsibility. I'm right. okay. Who's going to be my godparent? Like, I, truly, can I have a short list? Like, I'm not that but I, I don't know I don't I just I, I would be like awesome thank you so much <laughs> oh my god oh, wow. Lord. yeah yeah Friendships. so you know things happen when people live together <laughs> yeah in wine country by the way you guys needed some of that bluestone manor oh my gosh it was literally I was like does she think we're actually on a housewife show because uh <laughs> feel like that's what just happened because <laughs> you know oh I love me some housewives God. so I would have been here for it but I was like I can't be centered in this crazy and her husband to get involved mm -hmm. see keep the husbands out of it yeah oh, oh no he got involved he got in my face child <gasps> he got in my face the luckiest part about it was uh that my husband was out for a jog because my husband don't play that <laughs> <laughs> like, um, and I was like, we would have had Fight Club in here because, uh, yeah, Anthony, who is my husband, um, yeah, he 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 would have welcomed a reason to actually. <laughs> like, he would have welcomed a reason. Yeah. So. Know your friends before. I've had some great trips with friends, and I had one trip that ended a friendship of, mm. I don't know how many years, 15 years maybe when it happened. And I was like, boundaries and also safety stuff came up to, oh, actually two different, where it's, one was safety stuff with a, a guy with some really extreme anger and, Oof. uh, uh 
addiction issues with alcohol at a New Year's <laughs> um, Backstreet Boys concert in like working class Pennsylvania where we had traveled for this concert and I literally said to this person if you want to allow him to talk to you that way and, and treat you that way that's on you but no one will ever like threaten me and mm. I literally left the hotel lobby and was working like there was nothing to be found and waited in the hotel lobby until it was light out and there I don't know if there were any cabs or I had no cash I just had my like ATM card and there was one ATM that didn't work and I had just enough money to walk to a bus stop and get on a bus by myself they had driven to go back to New York because I was like I don't fuck around with anything having to do with that kind of right toxic masculine we're just an inch away from this being a violent altercation Uh -uh. I was like you can if you want to do that at a certain point that's on you you don't and you're vibing off of it it was a it's like sometimes you don't know who these friends are until you go on a little holiday with them and I was like got it got it I see you we see each other I will be in the hotel lobby literally by myself wait and no I will not go back I was tried coaxed back upstairs and I was like ain't nothing nope nobody's got time for that this was like maybe a decade ago oh my literally was like wait and waited and got back to uh New York on my I mean you just you can't fuck around with that kind of like anything no your guys no read the room and when the room gets bad know that you can hopefully leave it Mm because people who go to those levels I don't know there's something about like those kinds of extremes where I'm I'm immediately my instincts just based on past experiences I'm like you're not this is game over I'm leaving I don't think there's anything about this Well, it's a protection, you know, sometimes we grow into that and sometimes it's like Mm -hmm. just innately in us. Mm -hmm. And I'm very much like that too. I can see things and I'm like, oof, no, I'm I'm not, I'm not touching that or I'm going the other way. It's just that when this happened in particular and he was in my face, I never thought of it as being aggressive because quite frankly, I was like, I would kick your ass. Like, seriously, like (laughs) I didn't think of it that way, but in hindsight, I was like, Oh, because another husband who was there jumped in, like, get out of her face, you know? So, um, yeah, yeah. That was a lot of information. (laughs) Apparently I've been sitting on that, just waiting to tell the story. (laughs) Well, no, but sometimes it, it's, it comes out and that's the whole thing with AG is like, sometimes that's like, what is what we're watching on TV or on computer or whatever it is? (laughs) Like, what does that inspire in us? Like, what is, what do some of these people who do they possibly remind us of or mm-hmm. what kind of life experience that had been kept behind some sort of closed door, you know, how softly and quickly sometimes other doors can open. I think yeah. that's, it's important to talk about these things. And if you find a connection to something that happened in your life, sharing it is a benefit to all of us. You know, you're sharing that story, you know, inspired me to share mine of going to I wish I remember the town I want to say Allentown Pennsylvania but I don't think that's right that's great um, yeah uh, when you said 10 years ago too like my heart got so like started fluttering because mm-hmm. you think 
we have so many other ways of doing things now, mm-hmm. you know, like there was, would have been so many other options. Oh yeah. But there were 10 no years options. ago. <laughs> there was no, yeah. Like, there was oh no Venmo. Gosh. There was nope. And the only reason I even had enough cash to get on that bus was because the um, concert, which is, feels like a generous way to put it, but uh, the musical event happened in a casino and we played a couple, whatever. And I won maybe like $20 or whatever at the casino, which is the money I was able to use to get on that bus. I mean, man, it's, you know, sometimes it's just like a little bit of luck can get you out of situations that feel anything but. So um, always have cash on you guys if you're going on. And the other thing I learned from another trip is like build in an emergency fund if you need to get yourself out of a situation. So if someone offers for you to stay somewhere or Mm -hmm. you're sharing a whatever, just make sure you have enough money in your account or available to get you out if you need to leave early. That's like the most, and especially, you know, just I mean, honestly, whenever. Yeah, my mother was started telling me that when I was 12 years old. Wow. She was like, when you start dating, which they didn't allow me to do until like probably seven years later. um, But she's like, when you start dating, you must have enough money to not only pay for your meal or whatever else you're doing, but also to get home. She's like, otherwise you can't go. Uh, I think that's it's that's exactly the right counsel. And it's so unfortunate um, but and that it's so true. And mm-hmm. it's as truer today as it ever has been. Um, listen, Erica Cobb, you know I die for you. <laughs> You're coming back immediately. Literally immediately. Thank you for that DM last night that inspired <laughs> yeah. today's episode. Uh, which no one will ever see. No one will ever see it. But it I, I it when I tell hilarious. you, like when I tell you I immediately was like, Can we record? Like <laughs> Holy shit. Um, I love your voice. I love everything that you have to say. Even when we disagree about Dorinda, it's totally fine. I'm not still a little bitter Betty about it. Girl, let me, let me just tell you the reason why you were so top of mind for me to DM you like that is because I am not kidding you. I have been traveling and I 10 back to back (laughs) 10 AD. I'm so sorry. I was like, Oh my gosh. What is going on? Da, 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 da. I got to DM the dame. Oh my God. <laughs> DM the dame. That's my new offshoot series called DM the dame. It's um subtitled things Lisa Rinna refuses to do since she blocked me earlier today <laughs> is how that's going to work. Listen, tell the people, how can they listen to you? How can they follow you? How can they watch you? Tell the AGs all of the above and more what's cooking. Yeah. It depends on which uh, side of me you're interested in getting. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Um, so I, um, I do, I co-host on daily blast live, which is on broadcast in about 60% of the country, but you can watch us live on YouTube. And of course there's like a ton of clips, um, on social media. You can follow me on social media at Erica spelled like America, E-R-I-C-A Cobb, C-O-B-B, um, on all podcasts, (laughs) all platforms. I'm like America corn cob is pretty much what I say. (laughs) Um, and also, uh, check out my podcast, come back with Erica Cobb on the Ebony podcast network covering black America. 
amazing. I have been fortunate to be a guest and I highly recommend mm. um, that Yay. you guys listen. It's absolutely incredible and conversation that needs to be heard. Guys, l- speaking of stuff that needs to be heard, my goodness, are you an AG Patreon supporter? Two new episodes up tonight. One, um, uh, I don't even know how to describe it, but it is an intense review of Diana from yeah. Beverly Hills and the Lisa Rinna element of it and another a satchel spectacular unpacking your thoughts and feels questions and concerns about BH girls trip um, and so much more patreon.com slash Andy's girls if you want to watch an on-demand ticket if you want to access an on-demand ticket to the recent Andy's girls live virtual show our first ever virtual show show I cannot talk Erica Cobb. I literally you're, it's you're doing just oh, fine thank Dane. you thank you uh tickets are available now only through this Sunday July 3rd to watch OG of the AG Damian Bellino and I shoot the shit with Deandra Simmons from Dallas Lisa Barlow from Salt Lake City answer some of your questions and just do our merry thing and listen while there's no video or photo evidence of today's <laughs> recording nor will there ever be you get to watch Damien and I interact including with some fabulous Bravo Labs I highly recommend it tickets are $15 on demand uh, because the show was last week and only available through the Sunday at looped live l-o-o-p-e-d-l-i-v-e.com that's loopedlive.com hope you enjoy it and uh, my god any chance that I can talk with you you know I love you know I love Thank you so much. Thank you for dealing with my crazy. (laughs) All right, guys. On that note, uh, hang in there. My God, let me send me your satchels because I want to know your thoughts on this episode. Uh, Most especially all of it. Literally all of it. I need to know. I'm thinking about that reunion and nothing else. Um, And we will chat with you soon, guys. Bye-bye.